You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands in the leisure and entertainment industries get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit nicolarowley.com for more details and read Nicola's Amazon best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Today we're going to talk about connection and why having a deeper connection with people will actually be the thing that helps you make more sales because that's what's really important at the end of the day. And I have somebody who who teaches this brilliantly with me, Molly Winters, but I'm actually interested in some other stuff that Molly has done because um, multifaceted as she is, she used to work as a professional organizer and actually helps professional organizers and interior designers in the most part now with making sales. So welcome to the podcast, Molly. Yes, thank you, Lisa. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I want to to delve in. I've always wanted to delve in with somebody that is a professional organizer because I'm a very organized person. Like people that come into my house cannot believe that two kids live here or that I have the life that I have because we are all very organized people. And I'm always a bit shocked that people need a professional organizer. Tell me what kind of things that people asked for your help with what they struggle with. So I was an organizer a long time ago and I work with organizers all the time. And I will say over the years, it's the same stuff, you know, like not, not much has changed because what people are struggling with is just stuff. So there's just so much stuff, so many distractions. I would say it's worse these days because of things like online and distractions and phones and social media. And so the things in our homes just become a struggle and there's overwhelm. That is probably the biggest piece is that people are really overwhelmed with what to do with their kitchen counters, you know, like the stuff that comes in the house and just gets dumped on the kitchen counter or trying to get out the door and they can't find their keys and and things like that. So that's, that's what people struggle with. And you would go in and would how, like if you, there was somebody that just got piles of stuff how did you even know where to start? That would scare me to death. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think a true organizer loves that kind of thing. They see it and they just know how much they can help people. And that's the thing with professional organizers is almost all of them are in it to help people because they know that it's a struggle and that it's stressing people out. And so they go in and they see piles like that or a garage that is super overwhelming and they see it as like, possibility because they know where to start. And so the, you know, they'll roll up their sleeves and just start sorting through things. And the thing that's so helpful about it is that it's really hard for people to do it on their own, but when they have someone there who knows the way, who shows them like, okay, we're going to start here. We're going to stay focused and we're just going to go through it piece by piece, step by step. It's hard to know where to start, isn't it? When there's something that's big like that. And I think that big in life, right? Like business or anything big in life, 
we just get overwhelmed, right? Like deer in the headlights. And so it's the same thing with people struggling at home and clutter is they're just overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So having someone there beside them that is genuinely there to help them is is the big difference. And we know that organizing can actually help with mental health and with stress. We've Absolutely. seen a massive boom in online influencers like Mrs. Hinch and Stacey Solomon who organize things. And they've admitted that the reason that they do that is because it helps their stress levels and it really helps with their anxiety to have things in their proper place kind of thing do you think that's a knock-on effect that organizers have on people when they start to kind of make sense of everything for someone absolutely I think that clutter and disorganization really does increase anxiety and stress and I can relate to that myself you know I have I'm a mom with two kids and the house gets gets messy and it is stressful and so you'll see it time and time again with organizers is that they help people and they really help reduce that stress and anxiety and you know so they yeah, be good yeah. business people because I do I definitely know when we were moving house my productivity was hugely down when I was surrounded by stuff. Yes. And yet when I was organized, my productivity went back up again. And I'm always like that. Everything in my environment has to be neat for me to be really productive. It's why sometimes I go on holiday so that I'm in a really neat hotel room and I do my best work. But yeah, no yeah. distraction. It's the distraction, like you said. It's, it's the distractions, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and I think you'll find too a lot of professional organizers' stories. Some of them were just innately organized, and and a lot of them have that natural knack for it. But a lot of them also can really relate to that piece of having gone through it themselves. You'll hear stories of organizers who were really stressed out. They had kids and their house got messy. They didn't know how to do it. So they just did it one step at a time on their own and saw the results in their mental health, saw how much they felt better, how much more present they could be with their kids and so forth. So I love that. I love that there's a need for it, that people can just get somebody to come and help them with something that they find really difficult. You now help other people that are organizers, interior designers, and, and other creative people like that increase their sales. And we were talking a little bit before, and you said it starts with relationships. Explain to me what you mean by that. Yes. So I think that these days with online business, there's so much good stuff out there and tools and things that can help us like algorithms and SEO. And, but, and if you Google things about copywriting or how to increase sales, it's all about that. But really, I think before you can even get to any of those things, it has to start with that human connection. It's like when we would walk into a shop, like a brick and mortar store, you instantly know if you connect with someone when you're chatting with them about something that you want to buy you you can read their body language and you can talk with them and know if you like them if you trust them and so we can do the same thing online with the words that we use we can build that same kind of connection it's so true so I had a story I think I've told this story before somewhere but I went into a Dolce & Gabbana store because I wanted to buy a piece of designer clothing and I had about 10,000 to spend and the people in there made me feel like crap and I ended up walking out and finding another D&G just one mile down the road on Bond Street and the person in there was so lovely Her body language and everything was welcoming um, like helpful just proper building that relationship with me 
I've now spent over a hundred thousand in that shop. And he texts me and says, Hey, I've got this thing in that you might like. I was thinking of you. I can't tell you the difference doing that makes. I actually put an Instagram about him this weekend because he was so good this week with his customer service. And I just thought if any, if everyone built relationships like this, they would make so much more money. So I can see how it works offline, but how do you do that online when actually there's zoom between you? <laughs> right. Well, I actually do it with words. So I'm a copywriter by trade and I was a professional organizer for so long and then went into copywriting through different jobs and different avenues. And I use the words. And so for my clients one-on-one, -on -one, it really comes down to talking with them and like getting a deep dive about their people and about who they are and so forth so that the words sound like them. But when it's an individual, when it's a small business owner and they're writing the words themselves and they're really struggling with what to write, I think it comes back to like the pre-work, the work you do before you write the words is really important. It's really important to get in the headspace of knowing who you're talking to, how you relate to them, your stories, and trusting yourself that you know what you're talking about and writing words that really connect with people the same way that you would if it was in person. I think you're really right when you say it starts before that, because a lot of my clients are like, right, um, I'm going to write, you know, some launch emails or I'm, I'm going to write my nurture sequence. And I'm like, okay, who are you writing it to? And they're like, well, anyone that's interested in this and straight away, it's like, okay, go back and do your ideal client work. Because unless you know exactly who you're talking to and can picture them in your head, that you're not going to get anywhere because people can very easily see that you're writing to everyone. Whereas a really good relationship building copywriter, you can you feel like they're just talking to you. Absolutely right. And you get those responses to emails that are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sending this to me. And they think that they did get it just from, from you. And that can make such a big difference. And, and it's not tricking them. It's not like, it's just the way that you write the words in this conversational, you know, deeply connecting way. It yeah. is really what builds We it. have something called the Friday email that we send out once a week and people do that with us. They say, you know, we only ever read your emails and I, I always love your storytelling. And storytelling is a big part of building relationships, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Because they can relate to the things you're saying. I think it's so much harder when you're telling someone something to do something or you want them to learn something, to just tell them to do it. Whereas if you write a story, they remember that and they remember what right. you told them. It's like your story about the shop, you know, and, yeah. and people can remember that. I I think I've heard that before. I read it somewhere and maybe in one of your Friday emails or something along those lines. And it's, those are the things that stick with us. And it's the same thing when you meet someone new in person, you know, you have a conversation with them and you remember those conversational details, those things that are the stories, the things that you connect with them on. Yeah, because when you go to a network, I've been to lots of networking events and often at networking events, people kind of just go, oh, what do you do? What do you do? Kind of thing. And it's boring. But if somebody comes up to you, doesn't tell you what they do, but they're in animated conversation with you and tell you a whole story about something or something personal about them and they build that relationship, it doesn't really matter what they do. You're going to remember how they made you feel. Exactly, exactly. And so you're going to want to work with them in the future. Now, when it comes to building relationships, one of the things that I think is hard online is when people tell you to build relationships by DMing. 
DMing people or, you know, making sure you write on every post that someone writes. How do you do that in a genuine way? Because when people do it to me, I don't love it. Um, I kind of know what they're doing. (laughs) I don't either. I think it's just like in person, you know, it's, you know, when it's right and when it's not. If you're just DMing someone just to DM them, people will know, people can pick up on that. Just like if you're at a networking group and you go straight up to someone and tell them what you do and hand them your business card, people see right through that in person and they can online as well. Because the difference is you get a message from someone that's just a complete stranger saying, hi, how are you? versus someone that says, oh, I saw this, that you do this, or some way to connect, just like you would in in real life, just like you would personally, you would strike up a conversation. You wouldn't just go straight up to someone in their face. So, And you you can feel it. I think you're right. You can tell when someone's genuine, when someone writes to you in a genuine way because they want to connect, not because they want something from you. Absolutely. And it's just like you were talking about with the people in the store and then in the shop, you can feel it, you know, you can pick up on integrity and authenticity through the words that they use through the way that they reach out to you. And I'm not against a cold pitch. I actually built my business on cold pitch emails and just reaching out to people. But I was reaching out to people that I had that connection with. I was reaching out to professional organizers and saying, hey, I'm over here and having an authentic connection with them. So I think you can do it. You just have to do it in a way that rings true to who you are. I love that you said that because most people shy away from saying that they do cold pitches and that they build their connections that way, because when done wrongly, it's so wrong that, that people now run the other way, but it shows it can be done. And I've had people cold pitch me in a really genuine way. Like you know, just a proper conversational way rather than a cut and paste way. And I can tell it's conversational and I will be interested if someone is like that. Right. And those are the kinds of responses I would get to my email is even people that didn't need me would respond and say, oh my gosh, I don't need a writer right now, but I loved your pitch. And it was just because I would, you know, reach out and and connect with them on some sort of level that was beyond the cut and paste, you know, when it's cut and paste. Oh, I'm so sick of what are your goals this year? I've been wondering, what are your goals this year? No, (laughs) I know it's crazy, isn't it? So you now teach people to make more sales in what they do. How do you go about that? Like everyone wants more sales in everything they do, right? It's the number one thing that businesses want is to make more sales. People are scared of the word sell, by the way, like it, we know from statistics, it's the biggest thing that business owners are afraid of to sell. Um, how can you make that easier for people? Yes. Well, I have something called the relate writing method and it's relate for a reason, because I think we need to be able to be relatable. And I think the thing that it comes down to is I work with a lot of folks who lean a little type a, you know, they're stuck in their head And that's not the place you want to be when you're trying to write to people. It needs to be more of a trust and sense. And so that's where I will start is that pre-work we were talking about, the work before you write a single word down and thinking about not only your ideal client, but real people that you've worked with, the emotions that they're feeling, you know, listening to them. These are the kinds of things that I walk people through 
before they write a single word on the page? It's a really good idea. One of the things that I tell my clients to do is have a focus group because often we're using language that we've picked up in our world that has nothing to do with what a client might actually say. I mean, one of the examples of this is the word abundance. I was using the word abundance because I picked it up from other people using the word abundance. And when I had a focus group, I was... I recorded it so I could listen to the problems they had with them using their own words. And the words they were using is, I'm not making enough money. Not one person said abundance in the whole session. So I started to change the wording on my website to the words they'd actually used. And it made a massive difference because people could relate to, if you're not making enough money, I can talk to you about how you can. No one related to the word abundance. And yet we do this all the time, don't we? We look at other people's emails and other people's stuff and we go, well, that must be what you do. Yes, definitely. We There's so much noise out there. How can you not, right? You sign up for a list because you want to hear what they're saying and you read their emails. And so you try to kind of mimic them because you know they're successful, but their voice, their style is not your style. And so you have to really trust yourself and get into what you do and how you do it differently, because there's, you know, a hundred other people that do, do what you do. And so the way to differentiate yourself is just the way that you would in person. It's by having conversations and connecting and, you know, connecting on different levels and so forth. And using your voice, like your voice is different to anybody else's. You don't have to sound like how somebody else sounds. In fact, the people that get more traction are those people that do sound really different. And, you know, might have different opinions and and things that people don't ordinarily maybe say online um, that does attract people in because it's different. Yes. And I think that's the thing with websites, with writing for your website, is that the words that you use need to be the words they're saying, the words that they're, you know, saying when they're talking about their struggles and the problems they're going through, because when they land on your website, on your website, you want them to read it and go, Oh yeah, that's me. That's, that's what I'm struggling with. And I think with websites these days, people are still a little bit stuck in the old website yeah. mindset of websites that are very formulaic professional and very and professional. Yes. And you can <laughs> still be, you can still be professional when you're friendly, you know, you can still be professional, but fun too. You don't have to have this very stoic, uh, cold yeah. website. And that's the same with emails. I had someone write to me once cause I used the word crap in an email And someone wrote to me and said, I can't believe how unprofessional you are to use that in a formal email from your company. And it really made me realize that how things have changed, how actually we've realized that people want to hear from you as if you're a friend. They don't want to hear from you like you're a brand. Right. And I think that's the thing with online business is that's that's the challenge people are facing is how do you present yourself as a friend or a friendly person when it's all online? And so that's that's the struggle. Yeah, but it works because when people do it right and we all know those people that that do it brilliantly, you do feel like you know them, even though you've never met them because of the way they talk and because of their voice and the the kind of things they're saying, you know things about them and that does draw you in. That relatability is massive. Yes, absolutely. So when you teach people how to build these relationships so that they can make more sales, how do you do it? Are you doing it in a course format? Are you doing it on a one-to-one basis? 
So right now I work one-to-one and I write for people, but I am working on a course called What the Heck Do I Write on My Website? Because those are the words people use. (laughs) That's exactly what they say. They're like, what the heck do I write on my fill in the blank? And so that's what I've been working on and working on things like templates and materials that people can use to do some of that outreach and that connecting because that's what's hard for people is sitting down and actually writing those things, they get stuck. But the course actually will walk people through these steps that you have to do before you write a single word, because it really does come down to like trusting yourself, you know, trusting your gut and just doing it and doing the thing that will connect with people. I see people selling scripts, email scripts, email templates, launch scripts, and it makes me want to cry because then everyone sounds exactly the same and how can you possibly have a voice if you're using somebody else's but it seems to be the the biggest thing that I see from copywriters these days what are your thoughts on it yeah I don't love them so any kind of template that I put together leaves a lot to be filled in you know it's not going to be totally cookie cutter the places where my templates have information are things like the things that connect with the reader, the the benefits that they're trying to get to. So with professional organizers, some of them will want to reach out to realtors and make connections with real estate agents. And they will just say, hey, I do this thing, I organize and here's how I help. But instead I flip it and, and talk about the benefits for the real estate agent because that's what they want to know is yeah. it's going to help sell their houses faster. It's going to help them, you know, present a better home and so forth. And so with the templates, I will put in some things along those lines, but then leave gaps that are like fill in your voice here, because that's the thing with templates. Um, You can't, especially a funnel or an email sequence, you can't do that cookie cutter because that defeats the whole point of this connection that you're trying to build. Because it's not your connection. It's somebody else's. Right. It's someone else's. That's what I will say when I, when I do the one-on work with clients is I will say, you know, I write in your voice because people don't want to hear from Molly. They want to hear from you. And so it's just so true. That's the only reason I've been able to do what I do for other, for, for clients is it has to be in their style and their voice and things like crap, the word crap that you mentioned, I will know one client who would say that versus another who would absolutely not. And I will hear them in my head like, oh no, they would never say that. But that's good to be able to get that voice. I think um, for a while there, there were people that were saying you need to be Marmite. So, you know, to be Marmite, you should swear. And suddenly we saw all of these websites and emails with people who would never normally have sworn before with like curse words on the page. And you can feel that it's, not them like it was a trend um whereas someone who speaks like that anyway you can you know that they do speak like that you can feel that too and I think there's a different energy around it right absolutely and I think that's the thing with things like sales pages or email sequences that lead to a sale is that you can only really get there when it is you and your authenticity because that's what they they will be attracted to they can go to anybody else but it's you that you know you really need to connect with and there's nothing worse when, than when you actually have followed someone and you've got this email sequence and then when you start working with them they're a completely different person because they weren't putting the real them across right um, it's better to be more you yes 
Amazing. So if somebody needs help from you and is really looking to build those relationships and know how to write really well for what they want to do, where's the best place that they can come search for you? They can find me on my website, which is mollyzwinters.com or on social media, Molly Winters Writing is how they can find me. Brilliant. We'll put those in the show notes. Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Appreciate it. It's really fun to talk to you. And thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. I will be back next week with another episode, but I hope you have a great day today and a great week, and I'll speak to you then. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch, and let's get you making money online.